Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, QB reps with the ones this week as the Red Raiders prepare for the University of Texas. Who is getting them and how many are they getting? The answer more interesting than you might think. We will get to that conversation as well as getting analytical, analytical up ahead on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. With Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan. Always glad to be your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network. Red Raiders still dealing with the ramifications of a loss in week three, but of course beginning to turn the page as we look ahead to a conference opener with the University of Texas coming to town. But uh, Chris, anytime you're going back and you're giving that film, obviously another watch here or there, you're going to continue to pick some things out. And I do kind of feel like whenever you're thinking specifically, say as an example on the offensive side of the football there were so many things that were kind of disjointed or maybe not where they were supposed to be at the time they were supposed to be and not doing what was supposed to be done there at that time uh, that whenever you run it back, you kind of begin to understand, all right, this puzzle piece was was missing or ill-placed or whatever it might have been. And as you go through this week, you hope for some young guys, particularly on that side of the football, uh, you'll begin to see some progress made as a result of the experience you go through. You and I mentioned that on yesterday's show, Top 25 on the road, you battled, but you fall, but you hurt. You hope that there are a, a lot of lessons uh, to be learned there from that. And and some of what we'll hear from Joey McGuire here today as we'll look back to his weekly visit with the media. Uh, it seemed like that process was well underway this week. Yeah, Casey, I, I think uh, I, I think as frustrating as maybe this past weekend was, um, hey, look, yeah, you, you you did. You lost to a top 25 team at their place with their best team and what, what they would feel like for 20 years. I mean, it, it sucks that you don't get them next year because, like, all five starters in their, in their secondary all graduate. They're all gone. I mean, you know, but this you just happen to catch them in the one year where they just had a really, really good team and you have a really young offense, you know, so – uh, because, you know, I, I think it's important to, to remember. Do we remember how good Bailey Zappi was? <laughs> right? I mean, you're, you're familiar with how good he was the last couple of years. Well, when he was a sophomore, I think he threw a whole bunch of interceptions, and he was just kind of okay, you know. And so, you know, when Tech saw him, they got, I think, basically the junior version of, <laughs> of of Bailey Zappi, you know, right. a couple of years ago, and then obviously uh, Zach was able to get the the senior version at Western Kentucky last year. But you know, it just it just kind of was this just bad luck, I guess, just the year that you caught him. The, the, what I was going to say was though, is that you, you just hope you you learn from these mistakes or right. these these experiences because if you don't learn from them and improve upon them, then it, it, that game really did suck for a variety of reasons. But You've, you've got to get better from it and learn from it. And obviously something didn't necessarily translate from the Houston game to the NC State game from a don't throw it to the other team standpoint. Um, you know, and, and if you go back and because I, I did, I went back and I thought I saw what I saw, but I went back and watched the, the game. And if you go back and look at that fourth and one where the pick six happened, 
that's Donovan checking to that play. You can see visibly him do it. I mean, he's given a receiver the signal and he's kind of taking some time and and all that. And it makes you, you know, now maybe that's some of the things that that Zach will work with Donovan on this week is that, hey, let's maybe not check in and out of stuff right now. I want to give you that freedom because I think that helps you as a QB. But maybe maybe we take those those reins away. I don't know. I know that's not how Cliff ever did it, and that's not how Zach would ever want to do it. But it's things like that that I think the game within the game. Like I, I look at the – I went back and watched the play. There's one time when Donovan gets sacked, and the offensive line is going to get tagged with this sack, right? But it's just Sir Roderick Thompson, who's one of the best players on your team. He just runs right by the guy that's blitzing. And then after it's over, he like puts his hands on his helmet like, what did I just do? And it's just, it's one guy, not to call out Sir Roderick. It's just like, but you know, in road environments and hostile environments, sometimes guys just kind of forget or just lose their mind a bit, but you've got to grow up and, and learn. And, and Sir Roderick should be one of those guys that you, you're really leaning on. And and even he made uh, a mistake. And again, kids are allowed to make mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I just say all that to say, hopefully you improve upon those things and, and, and you start to, to get better from it. Uh, maybe Sir Roderick was gunning for like a, a hands to the face penalty against himself for himself. I don't know exactly what hands to the head do in that situation, other than suggest to everyone watching, I'm the guy that biffed it. You know, I at just least, at least play it cool and keep the hands down to the side. Yeah, but the cobra, right. the surrender cobra, surrender is, cobra, yeah, is never a good look. To to your point there away from Sir Roderick, but still kind of also away from the offensive line, leading to some of what you saw as far as pressure on Donovan Smith or, or sacks or disruption. Joey McGuire also mentioned specifically sometimes when Donovan Smith's got to get rid of the football, and mm-hmm. it wasn't all on the offensive line as far as uh, some chaos that was created there. So that's why I say you go back, you continue to hit the film, and you understand that, yeah, as disjointed as that looked, that would suggest that you're kind of failing on on multiple levels. So things to get sorted out in varying degrees between varying positional groups, uh, exactly what you're describing right there. That one of the things you'll take away from Saturday night, head coach Joey McGuire to kick off the week, touched on other things to gleam from a tough road loss in Raleigh, North Carolina. Amazing. We were in that game. It shows a lot about uh, our players resiliency. It shows a lot about, uh, how much they care about each other um, because when you turn the ball over four times uh, you you shouldn't be in the game you shouldn't have a chance um, to still be playing that close and so it says a lot about them we, we've got to protect the ball you know we, we've gone two games now uh, that I think we've had seven turnovers in two games um, it's definitely you know, it's one of those deals. We, we play a weird game with a weird ball. It bounces a lot of different ways because I don't know if there's a team that emphasizes it more um, in practice. I know y'all have been out there and hear me yelling like crazy, ball security, whenever we're in our pat and go and our, our routes on air, and and uh, we're fanatical about it. And so it's really important. We're fanatical on the other side, and we're not getting the ball out. You know, And so we've got to do a better job of protecting the ball and taking it away. And then, um, you know, I think they've learned the last two weeks. You know, you just got to keep fighting. You got to play all the way through. I mean, um, I showed the slow motion view of Rabbit knocking the ball out and it going through the end zone and trying to get these guys to understand that's our DNA. We're going to play from snap to whistle. 
we're going to play as hard as we can, and at the end of that, if you have an opportunity. So, uh, and it's a mixture. I, I'm going to be the first one to tell you when I say that, you know, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. I mean, Coach Kitley would be the first one to tell you that he has to do a better job of preparing. Our quarterbacks have to do a better job of identifying the looks. And then, you know, uh, we've got to protect them and get the ball out on time, and uh, we're going to do that. I mean, we, we've got, I think we have a – already started a good plan and and i think uh we'll be ready and we'll do a better job on on saturday putting us in a better situation i i think it it is like you, you talk about there, there's a lot to to you know discuss right there with what joey's saying but it's important for us to remember too there was a lot to like in this game too you lost that's all that matters it, it goes in the in the right hand column and that's not what anybody wanted but there were a lot of things to build on. And and you're right. I, I think Joey's right, too. And I, I told Tim DeRuiter this. I was like, there's many years where, you know, that defense isn't holding them to field goal attempts or that ends up being a 40-3 to three game, you know. And, and the fact that you kept scratching and clawing and making plays and all that, that, that says a lot about – but bottom line is you just simply can't – you can't have seven turnovers in two weeks and expect to beat good teams. Uh, and, and you were fortunate enough to beat Houston, but it, it wasn't good enough, to obviously, to beat NC State. You, I, I will say, after watching that game, and and you know, you, you hear the comments from from everybody over there today that the offensive line did play a lot better, and and I think they gave their quarterback some time. And it's it's just a matter of Donovan either needing to cut it loose or or tuck it and go. But I think he's you know, still learning and, and all that. And it's painful uh, uh, right now. And I think that, you know, obviously he gets a bit dinged up, but I think that old line, I guess, uh, is the main point there that they played much better than they did the week before. Some of, some of what, you know, happened wasn't on them. Uh, and I thought they gave him some time. There were some sacks and everything like that, but I just mentioned one of them to you. And I, I thought, you know, obviously the trying to run it on those guys is very, very difficult. They just are really good there talking about NC State. But, you know, again, and, and the way the defense played all night, they made plays, they were consistent, they weren't perfect. They, they've been on a couple of trick plays and things like that. But I, I'll take their their kind of effort and that game uh, is going to put you in and maybe even help you win a lot of football games the rest of the season if you can get it. Coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech, we'll continue to hear from Red Raider head coach Joey McGuire as we get analytical, analytical. <laughs> like, put your glasses with tape on, because he's going to take us to the analytics chalkboard. Coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, it's Upside, the incredible app for anyone who's out there buying gas dining out at restaurants, buying groceries, that tabulates to the entirety of mankind. So this is something that could change all of mankind's day-to-day -day lives. And you could be a part of that because cash back is going to feel good everywhere with upside. You may be thinking it's too good to be true, but it's not. So it's a new brainer. What do you plan to do with all of your cash? Maybe go on over to bet online and spend that money, honey. Well, it's your decision. It's your cash back with Upside. Today, get started downloading the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCKED. That's L-O-C-K-E-D, LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 
or more. Then go claim an offer for whatever you're buying on upside, check in at the business and pay as usual with a credit or debit card and get cash back. Upside users earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have just under a five-star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app today and use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. That's promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED and get cash back right now with Upside. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. There have been questions among fans, observers, etc. as to some game management scenarios from Saturday night in Raleigh, North Carolina, Chris. Uh, to use a timeout, to not use a timeout. Fourth down conversions, quarterback substitutions, Etc. And a lot of that did revolve around, I guess, what is uh, obviously an approach to analytics employed by many in uh, all sports in this day and age, but employed as well by head coach Joey McGuire. And Coach McGuire was asked uh, about what the analytics guidebook, in a way, reflects in these situations. Can't save a full forty seconds. Um, you know, then you. The way we believe is that you shouldn't use them. And there wasn't a point uh, to save the 40 seconds. You know, you kind of go back and forth. I mean, I talked about it right after the game. You know, what do you do? 14.56 left in the game, and do we go forward on fourth and eight. It was a weird series of events because a play didn't happen. Um, because the time ran out, it would have been fourth and three instead of fourth and eight. Uh, but fourth and eight. And so you kind of go back um, to the numbers. Uh, you know, I've we met yesterday and we talked through a bunch of football stuff, and that was one of them, about punting right there. We were playing good defense. And there was a debate, and I still, you know, am trying to think through the situation if I would have done something different. The problem is everybody's going to say, well, you had 14.56 or 14, yeah, I think 14.56 left. We needed two possessions. We didn't get two possessions in the third quarter. So you're not guaranteed to get the two possessions. So at that point right there, you know you have the ball and you know you have an opportunity to convert. And so, um, you know, I wish we would have converted on third and eight. I thought Kidley made a uh, great call and we just didn't execute and, and uh, then they dropped eight on that fourth and eight, and we didn't get the first down. You know, the tough thing is whenever you start looking through stuff, everything's hindsight. And, of course, I'm, I'm one of those dudes that I'm going to dissect it until the end as they score on the very next play. So then you're like, okay, if you would have punted it away, what would have happened? And so, well, would they have gone on an eight-minute drive like they did in the third quarter? Uh, that's just something that, you know, we, we uh, took, it, took into account that you get the first down there, you still have the football, and that would have guaranteed that we would have been able to get two possessions to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> analytics, are, analytics are tricky just because you can 
there's a gazillion decisions within a Saturday afternoon in a football game, man. And we're only talking about this because you lost. If you'd won, probably more than likely not talking about any of these things and hammering out when you take timeouts, when you don't, when you go for it and all those things. Uh, and it's become a lot more popular to go for it on fourth down in, in the NFL and college and all that because the numbers do show, man. You know, I mean, the, you, you convert a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But um, I, 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 I have no problem with what any coach really believes as long as they stick with it because he, he talked a lot about analytics versus like old school way of thinking. I mean, and, and he even used NC State in his example on fourth and one. I think they kick a field goal on fourth and one. He decided to go for it. And, you know, and, and, you know, you didn't get it. You threw a pick six. I'm sure he would have much rather, okay, in hindsight, I probably should have kicked the field goal or I should have punted it. What, whatever, done anything. To anything avoid the but pick that. Six. Exactly. And so it, it's, it's just tricky on all these decisions and all that because when they don't work, they get criticized or we question them or everything. But you have to, you have to have a belief in, in whatever you're doing and then just kind of stick with what you think is best, just like Dana Holgerson and taking the ball in overtime the very first. I mean, that, that goes against so much of what everybody else thinks. He believes in it. It worked one week. It didn't the next, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why people get wrapped up into some thought that when something works, that means it's never going to not work or vice versa. I mean, obviously everything's got a chance to have mixed results and will mixed results because uh, there's nothing that that's perfect yet, at least out there whenever it comes to the football approach and and the approach to football. And I know Chris, you've probably heard of, you know, these teams here or there who uh, they never punt, they onside kick every time out. (laughs) Right. High school in Arkansas, I think does that. Yeah. Yeah. They've got their numbers that tell them, Hey, this is a good idea. And mostly that number is 100 proof. As in Jim Beam, I don't know what else uh, they could possibly be deferring to to say, yeah, every time. No, you and I as tech fans, I'm halfway kidding. You and I as tech fans got a taste of that with a much more aggressive approach whenever the Mike Leach era was uh, in effect. And it was a mixed bag. I mean, I think, Chris, there's nothing that you want to be set in stone with on either side of the football. I think you do want to uh, be able to to adapt to the game. You know, you talk about situational football and practicing here or there. So when these opportunities come up in these contexts within a game, uh, you're ready and you've got a plan of some kind. But that involves all kinds of different situations and what those situations could call for to actually make sense. And I got to tell you, to be honest with you, I'm only talking about this because Coach McGuire was asked about it and I thought it was an interesting answer. Um, it's not because they lost or anything like that, that we're talking about it because it wouldn't have been first and foremost in my mind, like, boy, if you just had some of these timeouts in different places, uh, you know, you wouldn't have thrown a pick six here or, uh, (laughs) Drew Hoka wouldn't have muffed a punt or something like that. So I, I just thought it was an interesting answer because I always like a peek behind the curtain as to the thought process. Right. So there was a little peek for uh, coach McGuire. And I, I do agree with you in general. Go down with your ship, whatever it may be. I think about that for ADs with like coaching changes and things like that, or coaches with philosophies. Commit to what your deal is and let's see it. That's why we hired you. We, we want your take on things, right? So listening to the fans will get you sitting with them uh, sooner rather than later. And I know there's I know there's nobody doing that in this case, but you get what I'm saying. I, I would prefer yeah. like if it fails, we'll just do your thing to the fullest extent and at least you'll know, hey, 
I got to come up with something new because this stunk. Don't be wavering back and forth here, there, week to week or season to season. I don't think anybody's going to like that. I, I think the main thing that you can take away from Joey's conversations w- with the media, whether it be early this week or even after the game, is that one thing holds true. Because he, he also made another comment. I think it was maybe – I forgot which media setting it was, but – it, it's along the same lines, but he kept using the word aggressive. We're going to be aggressive. And that's really the way all of this funnels. They, they, they went for it on fourth down. They called their timeouts or saved them until, you know, whatever. But at all points, it's just they're going to take chances. They're going to be aggressive. And and he, he, he made it clear it doesn't matter if we lose 40 to three or 43 to 40. I'm not, and that's very similar to how Mike felt about it, you know. Wasn't wasn't worried about margin. Uh, there's other coaches that have come through here that have been worried about. Okay, well let's just let, let's just sort the game or kind of you know get out of here and kind of wave the white flag and let's not get beat as bad. I, mean, I don't know. Right. That's not that's not really what what he has said and the way they're acting. They don't really. He's not worried about that. But I think at all points of just being aggressive and fourth and eight on your own in the field. But I mean, heck, Mike went for it on fourth down on his own 25 at the beginning of the game versus Navy in that Houston bowl, I think way back in like Oh two. I was like, and that now that was one of the best offenses that's ever come through here. So I think he was just like, yeah, you're not, you're not stopping us. And I think they did in a bowl game. Yeah. And they did convert it, but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, but, but I, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of a mindset and, Maybe they'll adjust if if the numbers can you know like they they point a different way or it's hey this is young offense they can't handle that we don't we don't have full confidence in our QB or I don't know what it may be but right now they just you've got a lead to, to protect I mean again there's all kinds of different yeah, situations absolutely. right game to game personnel yes. wise and they're, they're talking you know a good game as far as those things go so like we've said about Zach Kitley or others. When the fur really gets flying and you kind of defer to your instinct or your your uh your attributes, <laughs> we'll see what they really look like. But I, I I was just more interested in the explanation. I do not really have an observation on whether or not it was the right or wrong approach. I felt like the offense had been stymied to such a great degree. I wasn't interested in the damn timeout usage down the stretch as to whether or not there was an opportunity to get back in it or otherwise. I do see some that questioned it. I see their point, Chris, because there is kind of a balls to the wall approach. Like we're never going to stop, you know, playing that kind of game. I, I don't know. Either way, I don't think it was going to make up the difference. And there's Joey McGuire's uh, explanation on the thought process. Take it or leave it. Before we're out of here, we'll get to a couple of positive health updates. One for one group that we've already mentioned here on this episode of Locked On Texas Tech and more from you coming up on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, it's our friends at Jay's Salsa Company. And let me tell you, I live in a house where homemade salsa is made. The standard's very high, so you don't just bring any old salsa into the crib and try and pass it on into the mix. I did it with Jay's Salsa to great success. Boom, stamp of approval from the Cowan household salsa Chef, it's a Red Raider family recipe, and that family recipe, not complicated, not tricked up with a whole bunch of funky stuff. It's just all about prioritizing fresh ingredients. You got mild spice, something with more heat, original hot flavors in over 90 stores in Texas 
and New Mexico. Or you can visit Jay's Salsa Company at jsalsacompany.com. That's jsalsacompany.com. You see it right there on the screen if you're watching us on YouTube. Or email them at jsalsacompany at gmail.com. Red Raider family owned, ready to ship anywhere in the U.S. Available in those red and black jars on your grocery store shelf. In most United supermarkets, Market Streets, and Albertson supermarkets in Texas and New Mexico. Also available if you're lucky enough to be right here in the LBK at HEB. It's the Tech Fans Tailgate Staple made in Lubbock, Texas, USA. So get on out and get you some at one of those over 90 stores near you in Texas or New Mexico. Or head on over right now to jsalsacompany.com. Back at it on Locked On Texas Tech. Your team every day is part of the Locked On Podcast Network with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Of course, coming up this week, we will begin to turn our attention tomorrow to the Longhorns coming to town as the Red Raiders and UT will tangle Saturday afternoon from Jones Stadium. And uh, man, what an interesting matchup and what a couple of weeks uh, both teams are coming off of that could impact this matchup for better or worse. So that and a whole lot to get into uh, before we're done here rolling into Saturday on Locked On Texas Tech. But uh, first wanted to go back uh, to some updates and some clarity offered from Head coach Joey McGuire, uh, Chris, on a couple of situations as it relates to the injury report. Um, I wanted to begin with a group that we've already mentioned, the offensive line, uh, and Weston Wright, who sounds like will be back in the fold coming up uh, against UT. And any way you slice it, that's going to be good news. Yeah, he actually walked through the facility earlier this week and was able to eyeball him and all that. But yeah, I mean, Joey indicated that uh, that he would, in fact, be back. And I think that, you know, that, that allows Jacoby – uh, Jackson and Landon Peterson to kind of rotate at that other guard spot, but it just it just makes you better. Uh, Weston is just like he's an enormous human. One and two, he's just solid. He's gonna he he knows what he's supposed to do. He's gonna be really solid, and 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 he's gonna be a a big reason why that offensive line I would think would play better. Uh, so that's that's good news. And y- you know you you want to talk quarterbacks now. Well, okay, okay answer this question real quick, if you don't mind, before we okay. move on. Where does okay. Jacoby Jackson go? I think that Jacoby Jackson, Landon Peterson, and I, I couldn't tell you who's for sure going to start, okay? But they'll both play right guard. Okay. that That's what I gathered, is that they'll both play right guard and kind of split series, quarters, I don't, I don't really know. And maybe one gotcha. starts and then we just kind of see how it goes. But I'm not sure if that decision's been made yet. Uh, but I do think Weston Wright would end up playing left guard, and then yeah. you know the other two would play, uh, you know, right guard, and so kind of uh, you know, I don't know alternate or so, I don't know. But that that's kind of what was indicated to us. Okay. Um, as far as the quarterback position, give me your general sense on what was said about uh, Tyler Shuck to kick off the week, because obviously it's a status when it relates to the season at large, that's still very much alive and he's engaged in the process. Uh, Coach McGuire certainly alluded to that, him still being very much locked into what's going on uh, week to week. But I thought it was also interesting as he described the uh, the healthy quarterback status when it comes to reps this week and, and kind of splitting some things there. So, man, there was a whole lot to process, wasn't there? 
Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, I'll take those in, in order in that, you know, I think Tyler Shuck, it, it's, it just sounds like this is an injury and he did indicate, yeah, there's surgery that took place and all these things with Tyler, he being uh, coach McGuire, but it, it just sounds like Tyler Shuck's going to be back much sooner than later. And, and cause I mean, I, I thought maybe season ending, I thought two months, but really all they're ruling them out for is the Texas and Kansas State games. I don't know if Oklahoma State is realistic or not, but I think the the West Virginia game is certainly a possibility that maybe even be a stretch. But I just think because he's been in the building, he's meeting with everybody, he's studying film, he's in his same routine. This is how this guy operates, and he he really hasn't swayed from that at all. Uh, when he's not really anywhere close to necessarily playing, he's still, you know, I think even McGuire said he's in there watching Texas film uh, already, preparing like this week like he was playing. So that's just kind of how his mind operates. And that's probably the difference between a 23, about to be 24-year-old that's been through this a lot and it's very serious about it versus younger players that are just kind of figuring out life as a college quarterback and all those things. So so there's oh, and that. I figured, Chris, if, if his injury report gave Tyler – any hope at all about being back on the field that he wasn't going to waste a minute in this kind of downtime physically that he would have at his disposal. Right. And it seems like he got that kind of report. Yeah, I, I, I would absolutely agree. And so, yeah, I, I think that the, you're, you're, you're going to look at, it's going to be in totality about six weeks away. Like when, when he first got hurt versus when he is eligible to go now, Gotcha. And we'll see. We'll see what that looks like and how healthy he is when he's cleared and how long it takes him to get back up to speed. And, you know, do you want to practice him for a couple of weeks? I don't know. And we don't know what the quarterback position here will look like uh, between now and then either. But it, it is worth mentioning. I, I think you have not seen the last of Tyler Shuck this year. And then it's worth mentioning, too, Casey, that Donovan was dinged up a bit in that game. You, you go back, I think it was in the fourth quarter, and he goes down, and I thought it was kind of a, a potential penalty. He he gets hit awkwardly and kind of gets bent backwards, and he's down on, on a knee, and he gets kind of hit, and he kind of popped up because I thought, oh man, this isn't this may not be good. But he was okay, and I was wondering if they, there would be a like a late hit or personal foul or targeting. I don't know what, but nah. there was no flag or anything, but. <laughs> And so that's part of why I think they let Barron finish out the game too. Let's just not put Donovan in harm's way. Let's and we mm. can in turn get Baron Morton some reps. But I say all that to tell you that with that injury and with Donovan not playing great, even when he prior to that hit, I think they want to allow these two guys to really split the reps this week. And I'm not saying that. Barron's going to start this week, but I think they're competing this week. And I think that, mm. you know, that that is something worth monitoring. And and Coach McGuire was very clear he intends to play both guys this weekend. What that looks like, is that one play where they're both in there? Is that splitting series? Is that alternating them? I'm not sure. But I don't believe in any way that Zach Kitley believes that the best way to go about that position is rotating guys or alternating or anything like that. So it would be so but so what it does look like about playing them both, I'm not real sure. We can kind of but they're both going to practice quite a bit this week, I guess is my point with the first team. That's really interesting and I think actually I well my question about whether or not QB1 was up in the air against UT 
I thought was kind of extinguished uh, after some conversations through 48 hours, uh, 72 hours as we get a little further into the week, Chris. And then you kind of hear the way that it's described as far as really valuable reps. <laughs> you only get so many as you prepare for the University Correct. of Texas. And I don't guess I go back to saying, hey, is there a new starting quarterback? But I kind of go back to thinking, man, is there a new – um, is there a new proportional allotment when it's going to come to maybe snaps? They want these guys to take in game. Like, is that pie split up maybe a little bit differently now? I don't know, but the conversation is a little bit more interesting than maybe I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I, I think this is a combination of okay, he's Donovan's a bit dinged up or bruised up or whatever, yeah. and so let's let's lighten his load a little bit, but also let's get his attention too. So it can be twofold. You know, uh, not not that anybody needs to be motivated or anything. I'm just saying, but I, I think you're trying to protect your own, you know, your own situation too. And that okay, gotcha. if, if he's not, you know, playing as well or he's kind of compromised, we got to get the other guy more more snaps. So who who knows what? But I guess I should say I believe Donovan Smith will start versus Texas. I want to make that very clear. Uh, but is the lease shorter? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting to marinate you, on until we meet again. Yeah. You can't quit throwing it to the other team. I mean, bottom line. I mean, that's just that's so true. You, you, you know how many times Texas has turned the ball over in the last, in their last two games? Zero. You have seven of them. And that's just not winning football. Those two games weren't called off due to COVID, right? They did actually play them. <laughs> they did play them. Darn. Yes. Yes. That's frightening. All right, so a couple of things to marinate on until we meet again. We'll have plenty more on the matchup as we turn to the Longhorns and uh, their visit to West Texas coming up on Saturday as we get back at it tomorrow on Locked On Texas Tech. After today's episode, head on over to Locked On Big 12. Search for it on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. Make it your second listen with Josh Neighbors as he'll take you around the league landscape with local experts on the ground in Big 12 cities and towns across the U.S. of A. Chris, enjoyed it once again, my man. I will catch you on the other side. Yes, sir. Keep hope alive, people. <laughs> you sent a few people into a panic yesterday. I got some feedback on that pregnant pause before keep hope alive. We need it. So thanks for uh, hitting us pretty quick with it once again today. I totally forgot yesterday. I was really tired. <laughs> You've got yeah. a little rest since then. Yeah, there you time. go. Yeah, that's right. Thank I'm back. I'm back. We're glad to hear it. All right, and we're back tomorrow. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts for another episode on the Locked On Podcast Network on Locked On Texas Tech.